You can check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Please like our Facebook page, and you can visit our website, thepastorandthewitch.com, and email us at thepastorandthewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy. Back to the Pastor and the Witch podcast here in Muncie, Indiana. Um, If you listened to our last episode, we left off... um, where we were, well, ugh, when we became official on Facebook. Right, babe? Yeah, yes. So, because we all know in today's world, it's official when it's on Facebook. And, oh, man, did all hell break loose. Okay, yes, yeah, so we have to jump back. Um, I was full-time pastor at a very typical church or a church that had become very typical and there's I guess I should preface that that there are typical things about a church that are good that are positive I was in a unique position though because I was this pastor there that um what the church had become didn't fit in definitely with the current leadership um but I was also uh kind of marked for some of the past, the previous leadership things and the things that I was aligned with. And then I was in this unique position because I was um, a pastor who lost his first wife. And when that happens, um, what I've noticed, two things, one of two things happens. One, you have a church body that comes alongside you and they they totally support you and they nurture you and they just kind of let you do your thing, you know. And then two, the other thing that could happen is more of what I experienced where you you become suspect. It's almost like you've been paroled from prison and it's like the eyes are on you and it's like we're just waiting for him to do something. And uh, so there's a lot of judgment and, and I... And I I experienced that and felt that long before I met you. But when I did meet you, what happened was I gave them ammunition because they had tried some shit before. And well, it definitely didn't make me feel very good. I felt guilty. Yeah, but, I mean, those people can only be what they are. And I think that's kind of sad to begin with. But um, it's also frustrating because... From my perspective, we became this couple. I mean, there's like this this idea that if you're a Christian, and there's some scripture that backs this up, but there's also scripture that that also like is polarizing of it, and they're both from Paul. But um, you know, these believers have to date other believers, and and that's a, a weird kind of thing. Um, I never subscribed to that. Because, like, in my opinion, it was like, one, you can't choose who you love. I mean, you know, it's kind of like choosing what music you're going to love. Like, nobody sets out and is like, I'm going to like this kind of music. It just, you just happen to like that for whatever reason. I never set out and 
like my favorite like art or favorite music, I'm like, I'm gonna like this. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. But then also, you have uh, these attractions that happen, and then you have these experiences that happen. And for our circumstances, they were used against us. And you know, it it was a it was a trying time because it was like such a good time. Yes, like and for it was you and me. yeah, and it was new, and it was fun, and we were in love. Yeah, and, and like we were like you would think that they would be happy for your happiness. Yeah, and you would think. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of these things, and we're gonna talk about it, but a lot of the things that happened were quite shocking to me. Yeah, like, I mean, I you know. I already had my, I don't want to say issues, but I already had my, like, tension with the church just from experience, just past experience. Um, you know, I hadn't been to church in a long time. Um, and you always hear of these things, like certain judgments and and all that. But when you experience it firsthand, you're just like, holy shit, this is real. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, it, it, well, it was weird for me because I felt like I felt alive again in a lot of ways where it was, and I, and I was happy, like I was experiencing like a lot of things with you um, that made me question when we started experiencing that backlash and that retaliation. And a lot of this stuff, it wasn't stuff like brought to us. It was stuff that, like, I would hear about or i get called in. Like, our district was called in for this denomination. It was kind of like a – it was bullshit is what it was, but – But it was a lot. It was heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. I mean, it was, like, serious. I mean, it was like um, – I'm like, damn. Yeah. I mean – Like, you, when you would – and, I mean, a lot of it I know that you – I mean, I don't want to say you hid from me, but you didn't tell me the full extent of it right away because you didn't want to hurt my feelings. Yeah. And – But also, I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this yeah. is – why can't you just be fucking happy that I'm fucking happy and I'm going on with my life? Because when it comes down to it, I got to live my fucking life. Yeah, like, I remember, okay, we announced on Facebook that we were in a relationship, okay? Mm -hmm. And then I remember posting something on Facebook saying, when you are on the phone for four hours and you don't run out of things yeah. to talk about. yeah. Like, they were stalking my Facebook yeah. because that post was brought up to you by the district and by your by the leadership. Yeah. And, well, maybe not by the district, but your leadership at Well, least. it was definitely, like, a few, there was a few people. Uh, some were in leadership and some were, like, the kind of people that want to be in leadership because they like power. And they, you know, it's the typical story. Like, the loudest people will get the most attention and they start saying things. You know, I, I mean, my dad has told me stories that, like, I haven't heard. I don't even know if I've told you this story, but, like, my dad told me this a few weeks ago. We're in church some Sunday morning. I just got done preaching. This is before I met you. And some some woman, and you, you could, I know you know who I'm talking about. We're not going to say any names here because that's <laughs> not what this is about. This is really about us healing and sharing our story because we know that other people have experienced 
hardship and things similar to this. Yes, but I also think it's important to get these stories out because these things are horrible. And they are. The they truth are. needs to be told. But we, you know, my this woman comes up to my dad and was like, aren't you concerned about Grant? And my dad was like, well, I mean, about what? And I was like, well, Grant seems to be hanging out with a lot of different women. And, you know, I, I don't know what the hell that means. But um, my dad was like, no, I'm not really concerned. Like, that's what you do, you know? Like, he's not doing anything wrong. He's just kind of, he's been through a lot of shit, but he's also just kind of figuring out who he is now and, like, moving forward and taking care of his daughter who was a fucking wreck and all this stuff. And But it, it was like that, like, accusatory, like, you're suspect. Like, we're waiting for you to do something. Um, and my dad told me that. It just made me, this, talking about this made me think of it because we started experiencing like this backlash of like you can't see her i mean it was it it reminded me of like a fucking classic novel yeah like where you know what it reminded like, me the of which trials are going to like be brought up and yeah, what did it remind yeah. me of well i mean that but also like i'm thinking of like um what was that movie with Drew Barrymore? It was like a Cinderella story or something. Firestarter? <laughs> no. It had Drew Barrymore in it. And it was like, and it had, um, oh, Angelica Houston. It's like a Cinderella story. Was she like a reporter? No. Oh. It, she was basically like Cinderella, but that wasn't her name. <laughs> and she was a commoner, and she fell in love with the prince. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And Angelica Houston was her stepmom. And like... She slept with the fucking pigs. Anyways, that's what it reminded <laughs> me of. <laughs> like, our love is forbidden, and we cannot be together. Well, it was like that, Yes. You know? So, like, we started experiencing... It was, like, a weird thing, because, one, you have, like... Ever After. Ever After. That's yeah, I know I've seen that, but, like, I don't So remember. good. Anyways. But it, was a, it was a really weird thing, because, like, we have this, uh, this time where... All these things are happening. And that was like the crazy thing. You know, we met, you met my parents like what, uh, five weeks after? Yeah, yeah, because we had dinner at your... They, they brought that up. Like when I got called in one time, they brought that up and they're like, well, you're, she's meeting your parents and all this stuff. Oh I'm my like, gosh. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's like well, the that's right thing weird. to do, right? I like, mean, the fact that they're stalking me but, and but you like, like that. I mean, isn't that the right thing to do though? Mm-hmm. Like... Hey, like me hey, and my parents, like, they're pretty fucking cool. This is like, serious. check this We're out. To, you know. And like, we should probably—I should probably explain that like I was never the typical pastor. I mean, I there's videos of me preaching in a high on fire death is this communion T-shirt. And I let wear, me just point this out: you are an amazing speaker, and you're an amazing pastor, and you—I'm not a Christian, but the way you talk about the Bible is unlike anyone I've ever heard talk about the Bible because you explain it in a way that makes sense. Well, Just thank so you. people know. You can I'm, find them on YouTube. I'm no longer a pastor anymore, well, which is okay. We'll get into that later. But yeah, yeah, they brought that up. Like They're like, well, it just seems like things are moving too fast. And it was really weird because it was like, I was never going to fucking date some 
like typical, like, you know, I'm probably going to offend some people like this, but like nothing against homeschooled people, but I was never going to date like this homeschooled like Christian who like thought Satan was played backwards and Led Zeppelin records. And like, (laughs) I I mean, that just, that was never me, you know, I, I was, I mean, like I was more into just like other things and I saw like my idea of like who Jesus is has nothing to do with the political party has nothing to do with judgment of people around you it has nothing to do with like we have to save those godless people that has more to do with what grace I experience and I'm trying not to use like Christianese like terms because that can be polarizing and, and it's hard to kind of explain your faith because like faith is always moving and if it's not it should be um but it's not this like thing that you you plant this flag on a hill and then you're like I'm gonna die on this hill and I'm gonna like just what aligns us is the things we're against. I was always just like, you know what? Like I I, I love Jesus. I still love Jesus, um, but like I don't have a place in the church, and that's hurtful to kind of say out loud to to think about that but at the same time like if I do look back it's always been like that um and that's okay there's that's just that's just part of it you know we should start a church babe and you can be the pastor and preach and I'll no, do tarot readings that, in the back that's all right. I have no I you know like that this whole experience like I'm just you know I have no I I love preaching I love getting up and teaching in front of people um but even more than that, you know, I love, like, having an impact on the community. And my thing is, I said this one time preaching, um, and I'm not going to say the church's name where I was from because this isn't about, like, shit talking to those people. I'm just telling you my experience and our experience and then how we've come through that and where we're at today. And we're going to bring some people in. But I know that there's a lot of people because after all this shit happened, Every, you know, we live in a town of, it's not that big. It's, what, 80,000 when Ball State's in. So a lot of people know me, and a lot of people are asking me what happened. Um, and there was, a, like, a lot of he said, she said bullshit. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors that weren't true. True. But, like, there was also some things where it's like, you know, like, I, I'm okay with not being a part of the church. Because And then I could use biblical references to back all that up. And we can find a biblical reference to back anything you want up. Like the earth is flat and the sky is green. We could do that. I, I don't have a desire to argue or fight or make somebody feel guilty for what they don't believe. Um, but I, I, I do have this love and this grace that I have experienced through Jesus. I can't exactly explain it. Because it's really weird. I mean, like, let's just be honest. It's really weird. And it's crazy. Um, And I think it's crazy because it's not of this world. Uh, But we were in this, submerged in this, like, aspect of we're together. I was never going to, I never was like that typical pastor where it's like, let's open the word of the Lord. I mean, I was the pastor that, like, smoked cigarettes and drank and you know you never identify you never would say i'm pastor grant no i, I never i never liked like people, people would not know like, people would not so-and-so. know that you're a pastor i'm like yeah i was ordained you know like but that didn't 
it was like one thing, like what I was saying was like, there, I said one time when I was preaching, like, so if this church, the church that I worked at, if it went away, like say if we closed the doors and we stopped, would the community know that happened because of the loss of the services that we were providing to the poor, to the imprisoned, to the widows, to the widowers, to the sick, to the people that weren't accepted, would they know it because we were no longer there? No, absolutely no. not. It, 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 there's not a lot of churches like that, unfortunately. But And that made leadership uh, uncomfortable because sometimes the truth hurts. And you, you know what? Like, This isn't one of those things where I'm right, and I didn't do anything wrong. No, I did a bunch of shit wrong. Like, let's just be honest. I'm a human being. I have an ego like everybody else. I make mistakes like everybody else. I get it that they don't like that, especially my appearance, you know, or I'm, you know, posting videos of going to the I Hate God show, and I'm a pastor, you know, and they can't yeah, see but, past But what there that would really be means. elders that would be in the bar, too. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're all hypocrites. But... In, in, including myself. I'm a hypocrite, too. I am, too. You know? I'm going like, to be the more angry one in this podcast, just so you all know. Well, I think that, like... <laughs> well, maybe. I'm not angry, but I just... No, you're not angry. You know, but, like, they did so many horrible things to you and to me and to Michaela. Well, and, and we'll, like... We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later, because, like, I think this is something, though, that, like, where we're at today to where we were... For me personally, like I like I love my life now. I work me for um, a pretty big organization where I'm a, a therapist at a addictions recovery and treatment center, and I love doing what I do. I work at a a therapist at an intensive outpatient program, um, mainly alcohol, amphetamine, and opiates. Uh, but like I look at my experience with the church and I'm conflicted because I, my beliefs through all the stuff, like when Tisha was dying and in the hospital all the time and all that shit was going down, I would have friends because most of my friends don't believe, right? What I believe. But I'd have people like, how can you believe in that shit when you're watching all this happen? And you know, like my answer would be like, I, I don't know. I just do. I have to be honest with myself. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be fake with who I am. And if what I believe makes me uncool, then I'm okay with that because I don't want to be fake. And if I have to, like, put on this front to be somebody else for me to be accepted, I don't really want to be accepted. But at the same time, like, when the church is hurting people and it's polarizing people and pushing people out, and then I've experienced that myself, I do. it's hard. I'm conflicted because I see Jesus... And I see the Holy Spirit moving, but I also see like this other side that is more the human side. I mean, like even this podcast, babe, like it's it's hard for me because like I don't want to talk shit, and I and I, I don't feel like I'm talking shit. I might come off like that, uh, and that's not intentional. But what I'm doing is like you were saying, like we're I'll talk the shit for you, babe. Well, but we're kidding. giving our I'm account. You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. We're telling our story, and it's the truth. And we have this, uh, I mean, like, I. it feels like it was just happening to you and me only. But I guarantee you, 
I know. There's like some people out there who are like, hey, I fell in love with this woman and the church hated it and then they fucked Well, just me like over. the LGBTQ community, you know? Yeah. Like with church, like not being accepted and so Yeah, definitely. That's different. But I'm just well, saying I mean, like, like... All right, here's an example. Like you want to bring up LGBTQ. And I know I told you this, but when Tisha died in her obituary, I wrote, and this was the truth, I wrote... Uh, Something along the lines of she never understood racism, sexism, or homophobia. And and that's true. She always thought that was all bullshit. Like most of us do, that think logically. Um, and I got a lot of shit for that. I mean, it was like one of those things where it was like... But then also, I remember like somebody in the church. Of course, they wouldn't tell me who. But somebody in the church was like, well, what would Tisha think of you dating... Jordan. And I was like, well, so this person, I know they didn't know Tisha very well. They knew, like, hi, how you doing type thing. I said, oh, so, so you knew Tisha? Yeah. Oh, so you knew that she was for same-sex marriage and she was pro-choice? You knew that, right? <laughs> and they looked at me. I was like, oh, so your opinion is different of her now, right? So she's probably in hell in your mind, right? She's not in heaven, but she's probably in hell right now in your mind. Right, and they were like dumbfounded, and I was like, "Her approach was more grace-filled than your approach," and that scares people, right? Mm -hmm. Because it goes against at least a few hundred years, but most church. I mean, that's the thing. We don't have to talk shit about the church because the church has done enough, <laughs> you know. Like to, but but at the same time. The church has done a lot of good. There's a lot of great things that come out of the church and, and all of that. But there's also a lot of negative things. And I think that with you and me, we've kind of got, we've swayed away from some of our experiences. And like, there's going to have to be another part to this, babe, because. Oh, yeah. We have so much to tell. Well, I, what do you think, though, like about, like at that time, what was some of the things like, when you met me, and I was like, hey, I'm a pastor, what was the things that ran through your mind? Like, you mean before, like, everything happened, or, like, yeah. things started yeah, like happening? Yeah, when we first met. Because I don't remember how I told you. Well, I know it took me a while to really grasp that you, that you were a pastor. <laughs> because, I remember when you came in the Bluebird, and we were eating, and, like, my mom was like, so what do you, what is it you do exactly? And, and I was like, you're not like selling drugs, are you? And like, how do you make your money? And cause I just, I just didn't get it. I was like, he's a pastor, but, <laughs> but honestly, I don't think you ever really, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, like it wasn't like, well, it wasn't my identity. So I wouldn't be yes. like, I'm a pastor. Yeah. You didn't like constantly say I'm, I'm a pastor. Yeah. Brother, or I'm a reverend yeah. or. I preach every Sunday, you know, which you didn't, but you did preach at yeah, times. A lot. And, but also, like, it's not like you were reading the Bible all the time. Well, I mean, like, I, you I know. mean, I was in okay, a way. Well. So, like, so, like, would your idea of a pastor would be, like, somebody, um, we don't even have to talk about appearance, but somebody that's, like, you know. They pray before they eat. Yes. I always say I pray like a Jew, right? <laughs> how, did, how did Jews pray? They pray after they eat. They give thanks for like the whole, 
But regardless, but like so, you couldn't see your idea of a pastor was this guy that's like all right because there's like a couple of different kind of pastors there's like the youth pastor that just does stupid shit like they'll put mayonnaise and ketchup on top of a pop tart and shake up a mountain dew and you run around in circles and then you eat it and that's like youth group which when i was at the church i was at we never had a youth group before mm-hmm. and it was amazing because we saw that that was dumb yeah right well like i guess you said you were a pastor, but to me, like, I just kind of like what you're saying. Like, were you like a youth pastor? Were you just kind of and just kind of involved in the church, just helping, you know, like, <laughs> but I don't, yeah. you know, that's, I just, I just, it just took me a minute to really I, get I, it. I got a lot of that though. Like from people in the church, like you can't be a pastor. Like, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, and then, and then like, and then when I started coming to Munch, you're like, yeah, that's my church. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, and then you you showed me your your um thing. My thing. Your ordained Circumc- license. Oh yeah. Your <laughs> my circumcision. <laughs> I showed you my circumcision. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I showed you that, which is funny because like you never every like, pastor I was at their office. I have that hanging yeah. up. Yeah. I'm like, I'll tell you what. I would have cared about being ordained if it changed my community. But it didn't, you know. It, the people in the West End were still struggling. The people on the South Side were still getting fucked over. They're still, you know. I, I mean, like, and I was on the West Side where the more affluent and lived on the West Side, grew up on the West Side. Um, you know, my dad worked at Borgwana, was a social worker. And my mom worked at the hospital in, you know, a middle class. But if being ordained actually did something outside of a Christian circle, then I would have been more adamant about being ordained, but it didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. In fact, if somebody came up to me like, I'm Reverend so-and-so, I immediately was just like, ah. Yeah. It's like somebody come up and be like, I'm more Old Testament than New Testament. And in my mind, I'm like, damn it, this guy's going to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to have any grace. It's always like when, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Calvinist. We'll get into that later. I'm like, oh, man, great. Surrounded by Calvinists and a Protestant church. (laughs) Okay, so, babe, like, we, I mean, like, we should probably just stop calling this part, because this is part two of this episode. Yeah, so we're we're just just going to, we're just going to, I really have to pee. Okay. So, basically, we should stop now. Yes. Um, but we will record another episode. Um, I I think like right now where we're at in this is we're at the beginning of our relationship and we are starting to experience both good and negative, no negative in our relationship, just on the exterior. Mm -hmm. It Um, did, it did. And we'll get into it. It didn't really cause negative in our relationship, but in a way it did. When we get, when we get closer to talking about when, um, we move, when I moved here or in the process of moving, Yeah. but we'll get to that later. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of mixed emotions. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we will take this up on the next part. So thanks for tuning in to The Pastor and the Witch. Thanks for listening. 
Our podcast is now available on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And please like our Facebook page. And also, you can visit our website, thepastorandthewitch.com. And if you have any questions or comments, please email us at thepastorandthewitchpodcast at gmail.com.